40 days in the Word. Have you ever done anything for 40 days in a row? Have you ever done anything long enough to create a habit? Well, I have some habits, but they're not good ones. How many of you know the reason you developed a habit is because you just kept doing it over and over and you became addicted to it? That's the way you do with the things of God. You've got to spend some consistent time in the Word of God in order for it to become a daily habit in your life. How many of you just forget to eat after two or three days? You forget, I just forgot to eat. Nobody ever forgot to eat? I never forget to eat. In fact, I didn't get to eat a couple of, uh, let's see, was it Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday. I didn't get to eat all day uh, Tuesday because Wednesday, I'm not going to tell you what I had, but it was a procedure. And I came out clear as a whistle. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Man, I love, in fact, after it was over, I was a little groggy. I'd never been knocked out before. I've never had a stitch. I've never had a broken bone. I've never had anesthetic uh, at all. And this was my first, uh, my first ever. I was kind of excited, actually. Uh, believe it or not. And I'm there and, and the, they said, the anesthesiologist is going to come in and she's going to give you this little thing and, and they'll ask you a couple of questions. And I remember hi. She said, I'm the anesthesiologist and I'm, I'm laying there. Hi, how are you? And I heard her say this, not yet. And the next thing I know, I, I went, boop. And there was my little wife going, are you okay? I said, that was awesome. I'd like to have a little more of that. But I, after it was over, I'll tell you what, I didn't forget to eat. I told my wife, I said, I know where I want to go. <clears throat> and it was a little early. We had a little conflict because, you know, it was a little early. I said, I want to go to Red Lobster and eat the sailor's platter. Okay, so we went to Red Lobster. I've never, hey, and, and the reason that <clears throat> I have a daily habit of just delving into food, just like you do. And that's what we need with the Word of God, and everybody said amen. You see the website there. Even if you just haven't started, you could start today. You can go to that website, 40 Days in the Word or 40 DITW, and you could start today. And, and on that website, there's 40 daily devotional videos that you can plug into, and you can get really involved in this, and you can develop a habit of, the, of uh, learning to... Uh, love the Word and live the Word and all those things. So our keynote scripture is in 2 Timothy. So turn to 2 Timothy, uh, and we're going to stay there. <coughs> Here it is, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. You should memorize this if you haven't already, but let's read it out loud together. Are you ready with me? Let's all go. Uh, read it good and loud, all right, like, like I had to talk loud over there because my microphone was broke. Let's all read it out loud like that. Here we go. All Scripture is given by inspiration from God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Read it again. All Scripture. Amen. And so get that verse down in your, in your heart. Let me tell you something. This is not a word. This is the word from God. Amen. And it's, it, it's inspired by God, breathed out of the very nostrils of God, 
Uh, I think Peter says uh, frail men or hum, human, humanity, the, they were moved on by the Holy Ghost and they wrote down the Word of God. Uh, and so what a powerful thing we have in our life today. And we're going to continue to look at God's Word. And in these 40 days, here's what, here's the threefold goal that we have. We're here, we're wanting to fall in love with the Word of God. I'm convinced about something. I, I may not be true, but I'm kind of convinced, uh, that if you were stranded on a desert island with someone of the opposite sex, and there was no one else on planet Earth that you were ever going to meet, that somehow, some way, you just may fall in love with one another. I may be wrong, uh, but uh, you spend time with people, you learn to love folks. I don't know, maybe it works the opposite. But I believe if you'll spend time <coughs> in God's Word, you're going to fall in love with the Word of God in a way that you never have. David said, I love your law. And so we're, we're hope, hopefully going to fall in love with the Word of God more and more, and then we're going to learn the Word more and more. We're going to talk about that today, and it will empower us to live the Word. How many of you know application is huge when it comes to the Bible? In fact, last Wednesday night, and we've got Wednesday night format, I, I encourage you to come. Uh, in fact, I have to break them up every Wednesday night, don't I? I they think, Pastor Sam's rude, but you, Michael says, hey, these kids are ready to go home. Uh, you need to feed these kids. And so I have to turn the music up a little and kind of dance around a little bit for them to realize, oh, it's 8.30, we got to go. And so they had a gr we have great times uh, uh, applying and learning and growing in God's Word. Everyone say, love the Word, learn the Word, and live the Word. And that's where we're at. That's where we've been studying and praying and, and, and encouraging you in. Wednesday night is teaching us <coughs> how to develop a real personal devotional time where you can meditate and grow in Christ uh, in your spiritual life. Uh, you just grow spiritually. It's a very, very good time together. Now today we're going to focus on becoming good students of the Word and learning the Word a little bit. Uh, in fact, 2 Timothy, when you look at it from this standpoint, now remember 2 Timothy, what's Paul doing? He's passing the baton of leadership onto his son in the faith, Timothy. And look at this keynote verse here, uh, and we're going to look a lot, a lot of verses in 2 Timothy, but look in 2 Timothy 2.15. Now this is before what we memorize 3, what is it, 3.16 and 17. Look what he says about the word before he says all scripture is given by inspiration from God. He tells Timothy, be diligent. One translation says study. Be diligent to study, to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Everyone say study. And so we've got to become good students of the Word of God. We can, we've got to know that the Word of God is not just here for me when I have a have a problem. Uh, but uh, we've got to be good students of the of the Word. You know, you'll, if you know what the Bible says, if you know what God says about a subject, you can walk in that. You can apply it. You can live it out. Uh, and so you've got to learn it so you can live it. Look at your neighbor and say, "We got to learn it so we can live it." Oh, that was weak. Look at your neighbor and say, we got to learn it so we can live it. And then tell them this, if we don't learn it, we're not going to live it. And then look at somebody else and say, if you don't, don't live... I'll stop right there. 
We've got to learn the Word. We've got to become, we must become good students of the Word. And, and I love, if you go back to 2 Timothy, it says, so that we may be equipped for every good work. Now, look what he said here. He said, approved unto God a worker. Everyone say the good work. You see, in, in this passage, in this, this, this uh, letter to Timothy, Paul is, tell, is giving him what he needs to accomplish the purpose of God for his life. He, he talks about being a good worker. Uh, he talks about the good work a couple of times. Then he talks about the work of the Lord. And, and so, so it's, the reason we must be good students of the Word is because there's a work that we have to do that requires us to know and understand God's Word and be living out the Word of God. Are you with me? Say amen. In fact, when you look at this, this verse, it's not, Timothy, I would encourage you at some point in your life to make the Word of God certainly some level of importance in your life that you would, you know, from time to time spend a little time reading it, maybe even, you know, studying it a little bit. No, it, it says be diligent to present yourself approved to God. That word approved means to be tried and tested and and, 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 and proven as, as a good student of the Word of God in your life. That you would be a worker who does not need to be ashamed and have the capacity to rightly divide the Word of truth. This is the command form. How many of you are in school? Any, most of our kids are, are, anybody in school right now? Any, any college students with me? There we go. You're in school. Some of you are in school. Uh, you know what? In, in school, you don't have to do your homework. You don't have to actually study, but you will not pass. And so if you're going to pass the test, and this is it, God's testing us. He's trying us. If we're, if we're going to pass the test, we've got to be good students of the Word of God. And so the command of God is upon us to study the Word. Let me give you this statement here. The command to learn the Word is initiated by the calling of God to live the Word. Read that with me out loud. The command to learn the Word is initiated by the calling of God to live the Word. In fact, Paul was telling Timothy, we have a calling. We have a purpose. There's a work for us to accomplish. How many of you know the reason you and I are still here is because God's not finished with us yet? Everybody say, the reason I'm still here is because God's not finished with me yet. Undoubtedly, there's a work for us to do. And all of us, and if we don't embrace the work of the Lord and the call of God upon our life, there's no reason to, to study the Word of God. But you've got to understand the command of God to learn the Word is initiated by the call of God to live the Word. Let me show you a couple of verses here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Look what he says to Timothy. He says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. You could equate that to the word of God, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God. Now catch verse nine, who has saved us. Somebody say amen. amen. Resurrection Sunday. We're born again because of the, the death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. 
but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, he's talking about the resurrection, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And then he goes on to say, and I was appointed a preacher. So we all have the call of God upon us. He's not just talking to Timothy. How many of, how many of you know the word of God? He's talking to us too. He saved us. Everybody that's been saved go, whoo, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he saved you, but then he called you. You have a calling. You have a purpose. You have a work to accomplish. You have something to accomplish. And when you come to the close of your life and stand before him, you want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over the little things. I'm going to make you ruler or make you overseer of many things. And so we've got to embrace that and realize we've got a work to do. The resurrection of Jesus Christ wasn't just to get us to heaven, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ was here, as we learned here, uh, that, that, that resurrection power put us into full-time ministry. Are you with me? Say amen. And so we have the command of God upon us to be good students of God's Word. Let me just break it down for you. Somebody said, break it down, Pastor. Break it down. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to tell you. Uh, in fact, this just amazes me as I, I look at this letter from Paul to Timothy. We learn that uh, we are commanded <coughs> to hold fast the Word of God. Everybody say, hold fast. Look what he says in chapter 1, verse 13. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. And that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Now, the context here is the gospel and the, and the good news of Jesus Christ. He's saying, hold fast to the word. Everybody say, hold fast. My daddy used to tell me this when we were working on something. He always needed me to hang on to something while he did something else. He was a mechanic. And he would say this, hold what you got. Everybody say, hold what you got. In other words, don't let go now. This is an important time. Hold what you got. Tell somebody, hold what you got. That's what he's telling Timothy right here. He's saying, you better hold fast what you got. You better hang on to God's word. You better hold on to that gospel, that good news that Jesus Christ lived and died uh, and, and rose again so you could have a new life. You better hold what you got. You better hold fast the word of God, that good thing which was committed to you you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. That's encouraging to me because, see, it's not just up to us. We've got the Holy Spirit to help us, to help us be able to hold what we got, to hang on to what we've got. And it's the command form. He, it wasn't a suggestion from Paul to Timothy. If you're going to be a good student of the Word of God, he's commanding us to hang on to what we've got. Don't set it aside. Don't lose it. Don't forget about it. Hold what you got. Everybody say, hold what you got. That's why memorization and meditation are huge elements of your, should be huge elements of your devotional life. It's important to memorize the Word of God. Listen, some, I'm, could I just be, could I just be real with you for a minute? Some of you don't want me to be real. Let's try this group. Could I just be real with you for a minute? Some of those kids in children's church have more verses memorized than you do. La-dee-da-da. -da -da. It's the truth. 
And I thank God the kids are memorizing Scripture and they're growing. And, my, and a lot of the kids come to me after church. They show off for the preacher. Uh, here's our memory. Can I tell you my memory verse? I'm just going, boom, I love that. One of these days, maybe the adults will say, Pastor, could I tell you my memory verse? All Scripture is given by inspiration from God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Woo! Hey, hold fast the Word of God. Meditate. That's what we're learning on Wednesday night. Psalm 1. What did David, uh, David say about the Word of God? He said, he said, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor seated, seated in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What's David saying? You better hold what you got. Uh, uh, the, the man who walks not after the counsel of the ungodly. Now, if you're going to walk after the counsel of the ungodly, you certainly don't want to hang on to God's word. But if you want to be holy and righteous and good, you got to hold what you got. And if you don't got much, you got to get some more. You got to meditate on the law of the Lord and begin to realize God's word is living and active and sharper than any two edged and sword, has the power to pierce deep within your heart into the joints and marrow of your life and transform your life. Amen. I got one person going to give the word of God some praise. Let's all give the word of God. <laughs> give me time to cough and drink. You got to hold what you got. Number two, we're commanded to consider the word. Look in 2 Timothy 2, 7. Look what he tells him. He says this. Consider, verse 7. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding. <coughs> and how how many things? Now, how many of you know what Paul just said there to Timothy was certainly a personal instruction to his son in the faith, but how many of you know Paul also wrote the letter and Paul was inspired of God, and so we can take this verse to us, consider what Paul says here in the Word of God, and the Lord will give you understanding in all things. I hear people say this a lot. Well, I just don't understand the Bible. It don't make no sense to me. In other words, like God's Word is flawed. And you, How many of you know, you just consider it. In fact, that word consider means to exercise the mind, to comprehend, to think, and to understand. And on Wednesday night, we're learning. In fact, last what was the premise last Wednesday? It was... Uh, it was, uh, what was it? Probe the Word. This is what this is all about. You probe it. You ask all kinds of questions about what's He saying then? Who's He talking to then? What's the overarching principle of what He's saying to us today? And how can I apply that into my life? That's what Paul's telling Timothy. You better engage your brain when it comes to the Word of God. Yeah, some people read it. <coughs> And, we, and we've got little terms to keep us out of the world. Well, I'm just ADHD. I can't read the Bible. I have tension deficit disorder. Hey, I understand. I've got a little of that in me. I'll start reading and realize I've been reading, but I'm thinking about something else. Am I the only guy in here that does that? You start reading a book or something, and you read through a page, and you went, okay, I was reading about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but I was thinking about what I have to do outside. How many of you, that's just weird to me. And so I have to start over and say, I've got to consider. I've got to tell my brain to hush, hush up and, and, and to begin to think about and ponder and, and, and meditate on what the Bible says. 
I'm reading a book right now. Raise that book right there. Uh, in fact, some of our leaders, I'm going to get them to read it. Just raise the book. It's called uh, Lasting Impact. That's what, is that what it is? Lasting Impact. It's about church and how we can be better as a church. And so as lead, and so I've been reading through that. I'm about a third of the way through and I picked it up yesterday and I realized I don't remember what I read already. And so I'm going to start over. Uh, listen, whatever it takes, look at your neighbor and say, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, you've got to hold fast to the word and you've got to consider the word. You've got to engage the mind and comprehend to think and understand. And if there's something you read that you do not understand, may the Lord give me understanding in all things. The Holy Spirit. Go back to that first uh, principle that I, hey, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who is given to you. The Holy Spirit will help us. God's word is alive and the Holy Spirit how many of you know the Holy Spirit's not confused about what the Bible says? All right. So we're commanded to hold fast and keep. If you're going to be a good student of the Word, you're going to learn the Word uh, and thus be able to fulfill the purpose of God for your life and to be able to live it out on a daily basis. You've got to hold fast and keep the Word. We're commanded to consider the Word. And as we've already said and already seen, we're commanded to study the Word. Somebody say study. And I promise you something. Can I make you a promise? And let me just say this. Some of you think, well, I don't have the right books to study the Bible. Listen, you know where all my actual study books are? They're in boxes. I boxed them up. I don't even look at them anymore. I just be honest. Now, I read books. But my study books, I don't need them anymore. I don't need the big Strong's Concordance anymore. You know why I don't need that big Strong's Concordance anymore? Because it's on my computer. And then I know what some of you are saying, yeah, but what if we lose electronic? Well, I'll go get them out of my box, amen. They're still in the box. But I study the Word. In other words, there's so many tools available for you to study God's Word. And so you got to study. you got to be diligent. <laughs> In all things. I see musicians in the crowd. I see technicians in the crowd. I see nurses in the crowd. I see doctors in the crowd. I see uh, skilled craftsmen in the crowd. I see all kinds of people in this crowd today, computer uh, people in the crowd. None of them accomplished uh, what they've accomplished without being diligent to study uh, their particular craft or field. And so it's the same way with accomplishing the good work. Everybody say the good work. The call of God on our life. You've got to hold fast. You've got to consider. You've got to study the Bible. So you'll be approved unto God. Tested and tried as, as a good, uh, and, and, and a good worker of the Word of God who handles accurately the word of truth. So you're com we're commanded to keep the word. We're commanded to consider the word. We're commanded to study the word. And of course, we're commanded to apply the word. We got to live it out. We got to appropriate it in our life. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I apologize, but I'll make it through. Second uh, Timothy 2.15, look at it. Second Timothy 2.15 and 16, after he says, Be diligent to present yourself approved unto God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Look in verse 16. And now he's, he, he gets right into application. 
after he said study it and become a good good uh, student of God's word where you can rightly divide the word of truth, he said, but shun profane and idle babblings. They will only increase to more ungodliness and their message will spread like cancer, like Hymenaeus and Philetus and of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth that is the word of God, saying that the resurrection is already passed and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. He's talking about the word of God having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And what's he talking about? Applying what God says about righteous living. And so we, hey, if we're commanded to study and be good students of the word, but, but we're, we're, we are commanded because we have a calling. And if we're going to be good students, we've got to hold fast. We've got to consider. We've got to study. And we certainly have to apply God's Word in our own life. It's not for somebody else. It's for us. Are you with me? Say amen. And then we are commanded not only to apply, but we're commanded to continue. Look in 2 Timothy three fourteen and 15. He talks, he's talking about the end times and the perilous times and the troubled times. He says in verse 10, I'm just going to get all the way down. I'm just going to just give you some context. He says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra. What persecutions I endure, and out of them all the Lord deliver me. Yea, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus uh, uh, will suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing that from, from whom you've learned them, <clears throat> and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And then he says all Scripture is given by inspiration from God. He says you got to continue. You can't come to a place in life where you feel like you have arrived. If there's anyone here who believes they have arrived, oh wait, there's no one here who believes they have arrived because if you believed you have arrived, you would not have been here this morning. You would have been home going, I have arrived. I no longer need anyone to teach me the Bible for I have it all and I need not. How many of you know the Bible says you can't say that? We all need teachers in our life so we can continue. In God's Word. That word continue means to abide, dwell, and remain. It has a lot to do with living it out in daily life, applying it and then living it out. And it's become not just a part of my life, it has become the strength and the source of my life. Amen. We're commanded to continue in God's Word. And then finally, this is where it comes to living it out. We're commanded to share the Word. In other words, the Word of God is just not for us. This work that we have to do has a lot to do with other people. It has a lot to do with people that don't know Christ. In fact, there's two areas where I see Paul telling Timothy to share the Word to believers and unbelievers. How many of you know you got to share the Word with believers and with unbelievers? Everyone say with believers and with unbelievers. 
and that's and that's the that's the the, the truth. We've got a we're commanded to share the word of God. Let me show this to you in First Timothy. Pardon me, Second Timothy one verse eleven. Look what Paul says about his own life. <clears throat> he said, "I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles." Now he he said, "God t- uh, called me to preach the gospel to the Gentiles." That's just to everybody that's not a Jew. He said the whole world basically is my, is my, uh, congregation. I've got the call of God to share the word of God, to preach the word of God. I love what that word preacher means. It means a herald. I don't know if you remember, I remember this in, in school and I don't know if it was early English or old English, uh, and the influence of England. There was no newspapers. Uh, they were just beginning to print newspapers and there was the herald, the town crier. You remember the town crier? The town crier would go, hear ye, hear ye, one and all. Uh, And they they would spread news. We need to become the town crier (coughs) to a world that is lost and without Christ. Because we have the power of God. Paul told the Romans that, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The good news is the power of God. And we've been commanded by God to share the world. Pardon me, share the word with the whole world. Look in 2 Timothy 2, 2. Look what he tells Timothy. He says, Timothy, verse 1, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. In other words, you gotta share not only with the lost people, you gotta share with other faithful people who are believers, who need to be equipped and empowered with teaching and insight and instruction from the Word of God. You say, well, I'm just not a teacher. Oh, yes, you are. We teach people all the time. We teach people how to cuss. We teach people how to get mad. We teach people how to be ugly. We teach people, oh yes, you're a teacher. We're all a teacher because what people learn from us by the examples we set. Are you with me? Say amen. And we can also teach people how to live right, how to love God, how to fear God, how to uh, be a student of the Word of God. And so we, we impart to others. He said, Timothy, what I've given you, you go find some other faithful folks and you give them what I gave you. And so they'll be empowered and equipped to the point that they can give to somebody else and the world can be transformed by the power of God's Word. And then he says, as he's coming to the close, 2 Timothy 4, he gets very bold with his son in the faith. Listen to me. He said, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Somebody say preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Look in verse 5. You be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Now you gotta think about Timothy. Up to this point, we never hear a peep. We, we didn't hear a peep out of Timothy. In fact, we don't hear a peep out of Timothy. There's not a book of Timothy where he wrote a book. He just, it's the book and the letter from Paul to Timothy. But we do know this. Paul was empowering his son in the faith to step it up and began to be a proclaimer of the word, not be timid Timothy, not be fearful and doubtful, 
but to be a man of faith who could stand up and proclaim and teach the Word not only to believers, but to unbelievers alike. You see, we've been commanded to share God's Word to those who love Him and those who have never heard of Him. Are you with me? Say amen. Why? Why the command to keep the Word, consider the Word, study the Word, apply the Word, continue in the Word, and share the Word? Why me? Everybody say, why me, Lord? Well, let me just give you some reasons. Number one, because God is watching. Remember 2 Timothy 2.15, that you may show yourself approved unto God, tested and tried. God is watching and seeing how we live it out and how we study and become good students of the Word. God's watching. Why do I become a good student of the Word? Because God's watching. How many of you know, if your parents were watching you, there's some things you would have never done? I got one giggle. Everybody else must still be embarrassed a little bit about some of the things you did in secret. Let me ask you this. How many of you know if your parents were watching you at all times, there were some things you just never would have done? Did you get that? How many of you know God is watching you all the time? He sees all and knows all. God is watching to see if we're going to be good students of the Word. Why do we become good students of the Word? Because God is watching. Number two, because warfare is raging. There's spiritual warfare going on all around us and the Word of God is so vitally important when it become, when it comes to being victorious because Paul said one of the key ingredients of the armor of God is the Word or the sword of the Spirit. Second Timothy 2.4, he says, Timothy, you gotta, you gotta be a good soldier. <laughs> of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. And then if you looked on in other passages, chapter 3, verse 13, there's warfare. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceiving and being deceived. Why do we become stu- good students of the Word of God? Because God's watching. Number two, because there's a spiritual warfare that is raging all around us. If you don't know that today, you've really got your head. We're going to start calling you ostrich eggs. You just stick your head in the sand. Come on, warfare is raging. Number three, because people are needing. This world needs the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.24 says this, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps would grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. And what's he saying? There's people who are lost, people who are needing of God. They need the truth in their life. They need the gospel of God in their life. They're being deceived by the powers of darkness and they need someone to tell them the truth. Somebody say amen. Why do we become Good students, why has God commanded us to learn the Word? Because God is watching, because warfare is raging, and because people are needing. And then uh, uh, certainly on the piggyback of that, and faith is lacking. Faith in God is lacking. Second Timothy 3.8 says this, Janus and Jambres resisted Moses 
so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, disapproved concerning the faith. They've lost their faith in God. And my friend, the Bible tells me that faith comes by hearing God's Word. You see, people need to hear it because they don't have faith in God. And if they don't have faith in God, it's because they haven't applied or heard the Word of God. Faith uh, uh, must be heard in order for it to be believed. The Word of God must be heard in order for faith to arise in our hearts. Not only is faith lacking, but we must obey the command of God to be good students of the Word because deception is flourishing. The spirit of deception is everywhere. Second Timothy 2.30, what does that say? 2.17 says this. Talks about Hymenaeus and Philetus and others. And then, and, and gosh, everywhere. Uh, a verse oh, down in, uh, I just read it, verse 13 of chapter 3. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deception is flourishing. But finally, you and I need to understand this. Why do we live under the command of God to be good students of the Word? Yes, God is watching. Yes, warfare is raging. Yes, people are needing. Yes, faith is desperately lacking and deception is flourishing. But finally, you and I need to understand this because time is wasting. We don't have much time left. Every day that goes by, in fact, Paul wanted Timothy to understand the times he was living in. In chapter 3, verse 1, he said, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. In fact, he says in chapter 4, verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine." But according to their own desires, because of, they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Time's wasting. Well, one of these days I'm going to study the Word. One of these days when I have some extra time, when life's not so busy, I'll be a good student of the Word. My friend, time's wasting. Let me give you a personal thought today from my own life. I'm kind of a self-taught preacher. As a result, I have a lot of gaps in my understanding and knowledge of Scripture. I don't recommend that. And as a result, and also in my early days, I was not a, a fluent reader. And so, I entered ministry with a very limited understanding and knowledge of Scripture. I'm pretty sure I wasted a lot of time. That has infected and infected every area of my life and ministry and so on and so forth. I'm not crying about it. I'm just saying don't do what I've done. Don't waste another moment when it comes to falling in love with God's Word. Sadly, most people have this mindset. 
do I have to spend a daily time with God? Do I have to study the Bible? No, you don't have to. You get to. Why are people, they've just not fallen in love with God's Word yet. And if you want to fall in love with the Word of God, you've got to learn the Word of God more and more, especially if you're going to live it. You've got to love the Word and learn the Word and grow in Christ. God has commanded us. He's watching. Warfare's raging. People are needing. Faith is lacking and deception is flourishing. And time's wasting. And so this morning, I challenge you, I encourage you to begin to realize that if we don't learn the Word, we'll never be able to live it out and fulfill the work of the Lord that He has for us to accomplish. Amen. See, His Word. What, what did it say? What's our keynote verse? All Scripture is given by inspiration from God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God, let me say, or the woman of God, or the child of God, may be what? Thoroughly equipped for every good work. What was our other verse that, we, that I gave? Study to show yourself approved unto God. A worker that needeth not be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. You see, the word of God, if we're not equipped, we'll never be able to accomplish. And when I find people not fulfilling the purpose of God for their life, most of the time it's because they've not been equipped with God's word in their life. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you today for your word. We pray your word would begin to live on the inside of us. That we'd be keepers of the word. We'd be students of the word. We'd live it out, Lord Jesus. We'd study your word and it would transform our lives and empower us and equip us to fulfill your purpose in the earth. We thank you for that today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to embrace the call of God on my life like never before. The work that he has for me to accomplish, I want to be able to be one who is equipped for the call of God on my life and I want to become a real student of God's Word like never before. I want to pray for you today. If that's you this morning, I just want you to lift your heart and your hand to God and let's just make a fresh commitment to be students, good students of God's Word. Not just so we'll pass the test with God, but for the purpose of being equipped to do the will of God in the earth. Father, today I lift my hand to you. And I pray, Lord, even though I'm 61 years old, Lord, you said I need to continue in my <coughs> pursuit 
and study and application of your word in my life. And so today as a 61-year-old or about to be a 61-year-old preacher of the gospel, I make a fresh commitment to be a good student of the word of God, to continue my education and my equipping with your word in my life. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.